Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Man Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. He's known as Mr. Scott Eddy. Uh, Scott Eddy is a, a world traveler, luxury traveler, social media influencer, speaker, consultant, and much, much more. He has a really interesting backstory because he was actually a stockbroker on Wall Street of all places, and uh, he felt it wasn't for him. So he left it behind, uh, traveled the world. He's lived in Asia, Europe, and now he calls Florida home, even though he travels like 100,000 plus miles a year. And uh, last year he was at uh, over 20 countries, and I'm sure he's gonna even meet or surpass that this year as well. So Scott, uh, great to have you on the show today. Uh, tell us a little bit about your backstory and what you got you so passionate about traveling. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I, I always like doing these things because for me, what I do is not work. Um, just a little bit about me. I, I was born in Michigan, but raised in Fort Lauderdale my whole life. And my father was a cop. He was a police officer. He was a Michigan State Police, and then he was a Fort Lauderdale Police. And for me growing up, you know, I used to go to the police department and hang out all the time. And being a cop was really in my blood. And I was planning on finishing high school joining the police academy, getting married, having the two and a half kids, the white picket fence, you know, what, the, what everybody pitches you, uh, what the American dream is, and retiring and dying. I mean, my whole life was literally mapped out, but that took a drastic turn. Um, three weeks before I graduated high school, my father was killed in the line of duty in a plane crash. And he was a detective in robbery, and he was just going on a routine flight in the police plane with a police pilot, and the plane went down. Needless to say, that turned my whole life upside down. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew two things. I hated school. There was no way I was going to university. And I didn't want to be a cop anymore. Other than that, I was looking into blank space, blank walls, blank everything. Um, had no idea. Didn't have any special training other than learning how to be a cop my whole life. So my my friend um found out about this investment firm and said look they're holding an orientation here in fort lauderdale and he goes why don't you go you have nothing to lose and i was like all right you're right i have nothing to lose so i went i got accepted into the training program they sponsored me to take my test and i became a stockbroker and our headquarters was in fort lauderdale and we had an office in new york and i was a stockbroker for 10 years um you know, it, it was in the 90s when, you know, the markets were all the rage and everything was going up. So I learned how to sell from the best of the world. And at the end of 99, they actually sold the firm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it sent rumblings throughout the firm. I ended up resigning. And I went to go visit a friend of a friend who was living in Thailand. He was an expat over there with his wife and kids. He said, look, you've never been to Europe. You've never been to Asia trust me, it'll change your life. And I said, all right, I'll come over for a couple of weeks. After four days, I sent for my things. I said, I'm never living in the States again. I have never been surrounded by such warm, compassionate, insanely nice people in my whole life. And you're in a city with 13 million people, which, which makes your head explode because in the US, you have to sacrifice. If you want nice people, you got to go to a small town where everybody knows each other. If you want a big town with lots of opportunities, you're going to be surrounded by shitty people. So I like the the the, the mixture of both uh, in Bangkok, and and it's where I spent most of my time. I ended up living in Europe and Asia for 17 years, and Bangkok in uh, for 11 of it. And um, I ended up 
social media came around a couple years later. I set up a digital agency. It became wildly successful. And from there, I closed it up and built up my personal brand. And, you know, that's a very long story, very short. And here awesome. I am today. You know, <laughs> I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you saw the light, so to speak, uh, that you were uh, able to leave this corporate career uh, to travel the world and make your travel dreams come true by being a speaker, consultant, having a digital agency, etc. Uh, what I'm curious about, Scott, is how have you built up your social media following uh, to such a high degree? I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand, but you're literally in the millions. So tell us more about what did you do to build your social you know, I, I use my training in the finance world literally every day of my life. And, and what that is, is when you're in that world, you're on 100% commission. If you don't work, you get nothing. There's nothing to fall back on. There's no a fat cushion salary. You know, it's just how much do you want it? I'm, I was taught to be very greedy by nature in business. So for me... I don't understand doing things half-assed. I either do it 100 million miles an hour or I don't do it at all. I, I guess that also goes along with my personality. I have crazy OCHD and ADHD, <laughs> and, I, and I love it, and I use it to my advantage um, because, you know, for me, I, I, I get this question all the time after I speak at conferences, and I'll meet a blogger that says, you know, I've been at this game for four years, and I still only have 1,000 followers. Um, why is that on Twitter? We're specifically speaking about, and I said, well, my first question and my, always my response is how many people have you followed today? How much research have you done today? And they're like, none. Well, who knows who you are? Like, how, how are people going to find you? Like, are you coming out with a movie next week with George Clooney and you're going to be on the cover of every magazine? You're not a household name. I'm not a household name. I'm a microcosm of nothing. So I aggressively go out there and do research and find people to follow. I'm a very give first person, take much later. I follow, 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 but I don't random follow for numbers. I do educated follows, people that are, are potential targeted eyeballs for my brand. And if you do that enough and engage heavy, it very much engaging um, and that's why, you know, the article that I just told you about with Inc., it's all about, I've built everything with these. I use no automation. I spend countless hours every single day, and I have for the past seven years, seven days a week. I don't take a day off. I don't take, it's my personal brand. Like, I, I don't understand, you know, oh, it's the weekend, or oh, it's after five o'clock, or oh, it's, you know, New Year's Day, or like, it's your personal brand. How bad do you want to be, number one? That's what you have to ask yourself every day. Some great tips there, Scott. Uh, you know, it's all about building that personal brand, about following first, engaging first, kind of the, like the golden rule. Do unto others first as you want to have done unto you. And I 100%. definitely follow that maxim in my own life. With, uh, yeah. My personal brand is daddyblogger.com, and I've built it up not to the degree you have, and I'm still building it, still engaging, still spending, like you said, seven days a week, sometimes evening, sometimes midnight, sometimes, you know, super early in the morning. But, but uh, that's what it Here's takes. the thing, Ricky, th think about this. How did we come about? to know each other on social for the past, I don't know how long we've known each other, for a year, six months, two years, whatever it is. But we first met, guaranteed we met on Twitter. 
and then it probably seeped over onto Facebook and Instagram and look at us today. Yes, exactly. And sometimes it takes years for us to connect from social to on Google Hangout or that, uh, podcast. That, and then that's eventually why, that's why nonstop this psychological pipeline, you have to keep filling it with potential relationships. You got to keep filling it up because you never know when the ROI and, and this, I consider this ROI because somebody is going to benefit from this. This is tremendous ROI. That ROI, people, and people mistake that in the corporate world. They don't understand digital. ROI isn't always a dollar bill falling on top of your head. ROI could be a beneficial piece of information or a relationship or a friendship or whatever it is. The R in ROI stands for relationship. It doesn't always stand for return. I love it. I love it. I love how you incorporate the relationships and the finances into one. Uh, so tell us about uh, some of the different income streams. Uh, you've built up this big following, and there's a saying, your network. Uh, so tell us about what you've done to actually monetize this massive network you've built up, Scott. So what everybody sees on the surface is they see these um, you know, influencer campaign, which just FYI, I think is influencer is the dumbest word on the planet. There's just not a better word to describe what we do. Um, so I do these campaigns where, you know, essentially, what is an influencer campaign? It is a brand destination, whatever it is, renting your audience. That's all it is. So I, I work with a lot of brands. Um, I work with airline brands, destinations, and other travel brands, and actually some brands that are not even in the travel world. Um, and I do these campaigns, but that's really a very small part of what I do and how I make money and things like that. I, I also make money by going into hotel brands or hotel properties or destinations and really spending the day with the team, teaching them how to better utilize uh, platforms and helping them build out digital strategies, doing social audits. Uh, I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of private public speaking. What that is, is basically um, all these brands, and especially in the tourism world, they have these yearly conferences where they get together all the people in their sales and marketing team, and they try to figure out where is their digital strategy? Is it on point to what they tried to create? And are we going towards the right goals or do we need to pivot right away? Um, and I go in a lot of times as a guest speaker. I just did it for Air New Zealand. I do it for a lot of tourism boards. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of other ways, but that is the majority, a lot of consulting, a lot of, a lot of the same services that you would provide as a digital agency, but very much personalized towards, you know, I can customize everything. Uh, so, Scott, uh, you know, you're traveling a lot. I mean, I think last year on your website, it says like 20 countries, uh, 140 plus, uh, 140,000 miles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like obviously you're going back and forth between the U.S., Europe, Asia, etc. So tell us about um, some of the challenges of this lifestyle, because I can imagine, I know I travel a lot as well. We're here in Trinidad as we're doing this interview. Uh, it is tiring, uh, packing, unpacking, uh, uh, you know, kind of being on the go, catching the planes, catching the buses, catching the trains, the boats, etc. cetera. Uh, tell us about your uh, personal struggles and challenges, because it's wanting to see all the good stuff, but, uh, you know, take sure. us a little bit on, on the personal struggles that you face, Scott. Well, first off, if you're not, highly organized in your life, and much more importantly, highly organized here, um, 
this world is really something that I would not suggest you go into. Exactly. If you are, um, you know, very much set in your own ways and not easily adaptable to other cultures, other mentalities, other whatever, this world is probably not for you. Um, you know, it's just, there's a lot of things that, you know, growing up in America, you have everything. You have everything anytime you want. Um, and that's why, you know, in my opinion, Americans are generally the most difficult tourists. Not, and there are a small, apart, a small amount that are very well-traveled. They're very easy. But we have a very entitled culture. And once we get outside of our comfort zone where everything isn't available 24 hours a day, get very frustrated and loud and, you know, whatever, all the other things that I can describe about American tourism. But it's, it's, it's just, you have, number one, you have to be organized. Number two, you have to be easy. You have to be adaptable. You have to, and I, I work a lot with startups. I work a lot with entrepreneurs. And again, it goes back to the finance world. And I always intertwine everything together. You really have to be like a flexible entrepreneur founder of a new startup. You got to be able to pivot when the industry pivots and you have to be able to adapt to whatever is going on in front of your face. If your flight is canceled and or delayed, you got to be able to, okay, we already know what the negative is. Let's flip that around. Let's look at the silver lining. Okay. I got another night in this destination. What am I going to do to take advantage of it? You, you know, like there's a lot of things with anything you have to look at the good and the bad, but you have to concentrate and focus on the good. You have to be heavily optimistic or else you're just going to be miserable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, you know, I love what you said there about the entitlement. Uh, sometimes I get frustrated because uh, when we're traveling, for example, here in Trinidad and Tobago, internet's sure. terrible. And uh, sure. you kind of take it for granted in the Canada, the U.S., uh, where we're absolutely. from. But, uh, you have good internet, uh, but you got to realize, like, uh, and it's taken me a while, you know, this is an island, it's not North America, it's right. poor, they and it's not usually the person's fault for having yeah. the poor internet, it's the, the networks and the satellites and all, so it's yeah. tough, it's tough, uh, because it's easy to take the road, you know, the easy road, which is to get angry, if you get frustrated, get stressed, right? And let me tell you, when I say entitled, I mean, you know, it's with me as well, I was, I was brought up here, I spent 17 years in developing countries, um, you know, except for London, but in developing countries that are just, you know, you have infrastructure problems that you don't have at home. And sometimes that entitlement comes out subconsciously. You just don't know. It's, it's in all of our heads. And I know very well the Caribbean. My mother was born in Jamaica and I work with St. Kitts Tourism and Bonaire and Aruba. So um, I, I know very well the frustrations down there in the Caribbean. I, I can only, you know, begin to sympathize yes. with you but but on the flip side the silver linings down there i mean the, the positives so much outweigh the negatives it's it's incredible absolutely scott uh you know you've traveled a lot um you know uh, uh all over the world in europe asia etc what are some of your personal uh, favorites in terms of both countries and cities around the world so my favorite place on the planet is thailand my favorite city in the world is bangkok that will never change i just for me, it's about the people. Yes, the food's good. Yes, it's incredible scenery. But for me, the people just, it's hands down the best. Okay, let's just put that out of the way. And we talk about from number two onward. The most beautiful place I've ever been to is New Zealand. And I've been three times in the past um, 
year, year and a half. And it's just, I, I would describe New Zealand like, it's like National Geographic throwing up on you 24 hours a day. I, I don't know how else to describe the country because it's so ridiculously beautiful. It's not normal. It is literally, you've seen the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your whole life. And then you turn the corner and you forget about what you just saw for the rest of your life. Like it, it's just, it's just so incredible. And it's like that every single day. Um, you know, some of my other favorite cities, Lisbon is absolutely, um, you know, I lived in Barcelona for three years and I love it. And it's a great city. It's beautiful and it's fun. Lisbon, I think is an underrated city in the world. I had such an amazing time there, met some of my closest friends in the world there. Um, and you're surrounded by wine, which is just, you know, the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Awesome, Scott. And uh, I've been to New Zealand. I spent two months backpacking all the way from the oh. south uh, to the north. And uh, I agree with you. It's one, definitely one of the most beautiful places yeah. in this planet. And, uh, yeah. you know, thanks to Lord of the Rings and those kind of movies, it's uh, <laughs> definitely getting out there. A lot of people still haven't been just because Correct. it's so remote, right? It's so out of the way from the rest of the world. You know, the, psych the psychology is crazy because I, I, my, my base is in Fort Lauderdale. And from Fort Lauderdale to my old apartment in Bangkok is 9,600 miles, which, again, normal people look at that and their head explodes. But from my house to where I just was in Auckland is only 8,000 miles. It's actually closer, but the psychology is it's so remote, so difficult to get to, but it's almost 2,000 miles closer. It's unbelievable. That that is funny. I had no idea. I mean, uh, yeah, I think look it, at you, and you're a traveler. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a traveler. I think I've been to like 66 countries, and still, uh, um, I think it's just because of the location geographically. Correct. Because uh, Correct. Thailand is surrounded yeah. by all these other countries, yeah. whereas like New Zealand is in the ocean, in the middle yeah. of nowhere, except right. for Australia. Right. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> It is, it is. Uh, so, Scott, uh, what is your vision going forward? You've built up a successful digital marketing agency. You're speaking around the world. You've been everywhere. Uh, what is your personal vision of your future in terms of your business, your travels, and, and your life? The answer to that question is I don't know. And I think that most people in this industry, they might have a couple goals. They might have a couple wants. But the truth be told is nobody knows where, it's, where this industry is going to be in six months and then six months later. So I think that everybody in this industry concentrates on making their personal brand as visible and as big as absolutely possible. And then you just ride the wave, be flexible, be able to pivot overnight and just go with the flow. And that's what I plan on doing. What about big goals like getting married, having kids, you know, fulfilling that American dream, uh, any travel desires, etc.? I don't have a goal of getting married. Having said that, I'm not against it. It's just it would have to be different now. Before, you know, much more realistic and you're grounded and you have a house and you own a car and you own, I, I don't even own a couch right now. I, I own nothing. I stay with my sister in, in between trips. I'm here for... 48 more hours and then I fly to Norway. So, I mean, it, it's, um, I, I'm not against anything, any of the pillars of the so-called American dream, what you're supposed to have, it would just have to be a lot different now because my mind, my mind is very much different than it was when I was growing up. And when I was literally based here, I, I, I have a lot more, 
um, flexibility in my life, and that person would have to have a lot as well. Yeah, you definitely need a Mrs. Scott Eddy who would be like a world traveler. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Scott Eddy. You almost need the... the, a, per, the a permanent plus one. So what about bucket list items? I mean, uh, you have been a lot of places. Uh, what are your uh, top uh, must-sees that you would love to see? If you could hop in a plane anywhere around the world, besides obviously all the sponsored campaigns, right. where would you go that you haven't right. been to yet? So I want to do Africa much more. I'm dying to do a safari down there. I've only been to Cape Town and I've been to Morocco a couple times. Um, I want to do real Africa uh, and I want to do South America much more. I've only been to Sao Paulo, Buenos Aires, um, and I want to do everywhere in South America and Africa much, much more. Africa, definitely number one. If I had a choice and I wasn't tied with all these campaigns and I wasn't being pulled in eight different directions, I would spend a year just bouncing around Africa. I, I just think it would be super incredible. I'm very passionate about animals and, and um, you know, endangered species and, and things like that. It's, it's, it means a lot to me. And it really was ingrained in my head when I saw, uh, when I lived in Thailand with the elephants over there. And it just, it has a special place in my whole body. Yeah, it's almost like the undiscovered continent that a lot of us who travel a lot, we seem to leave that until the end. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it might be one of these mental barriers that is so logistically difficult. There's so many countries, yeah, sure. the visas are difficult, the political situation is sure. stable. Sure. So it might be another, sure. uh, uh, you know, kind of the uh, mental barrier because, I mean, people yeah. do travel there and it's actually sure. a lot cheaper than traveling to Europe or North America, uh, et cetera, right? Yeah, 100%. Hmm. So Scott, uh, tell me uh, about um, you know uh, the website, the social media. If people want to do find out more, uh, connect with you, and uh, you know um, uh, follow Mrs. Scott Eddy. I know it's pretty easy, MrsScottEddy.com. But uh, tell us uh, all the different social media you're on as well. Yeah, I mean I'm Mr. Scott Eddy across all the major platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter's my number one. Instagram is definitely my number two. Um, Instagram is probably my fastest growing platform right now. Uh, but Twitter is definitely my main source of output, communication, things like that, just because I like to have conversations out in the open. Um, I, you know, why go behind closed doors and, you know, send somebody a message on Instagram and you get a request if they're not following you or in the same thing on Facebook. And it's the reason why I really ingrained myself in loving Twitter because everything is so open, everything's so out in the open, and I can start a conversation in two seconds. I don't have to go through all these privacy fil uh, filters. Awesome, so Mr. Scott Eddy, and uh, what about all the, the social media? Is it the same yeah, thing? Yeah, everything Mr. Scott Eddy. Um, it's, it's rule one in personal branding, keep everything the same. <laughs> yes, consistency across yeah. brands is the key. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, so thanks for your time today. I know you're a, a busy guy uh, traveling. You're going to be heading to Norway, et cetera. I really appreciate your time. Uh, no problem, that you man. Out of your busy schedule to uh, be on this episode. And I, I know you've inspired a lot of people uh, who don't even tell you probably, you know, I, I know you've certainly inspired me uh, even before we connected. So good on you. Keep up the good work. And we look forward to seeing you somewhere down the road in this beautiful world we both yeah, live in. Yeah. And I'm actually glad that, that we were finally able to connect, you know. It's really good.
Absolutely. And you know, I, I definitely recommend if you're following someone on social media, just reach out to them and uh, you'll be surprised. They'll, they'll be happy to uh, give back. And, um, you know, um, they, they've, uh, they've gone the road ahead of you and now they're willing yeah. to help people who are maybe just starting out. Uh, so Scotty, uh, Scott's one of these guys, uh, you know, uh, highly influential in the travel industry, but uh, very down to earth, as you can tell, just likes to have a laugh and to give back, make a difference. So thanks again and happy travels and uh, we will see you soon. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.